I've lived. Um, it's better than New Zealand, where I've lived. Um, it's it's rapid, instantaneous. Um, doesn't seem to um, get all squirrely and, and fade out. Um, we're actually pretty pretty thrilled with it, and it's super cheap. Cool. So you've rented a place for how many months? We've rented um, an apartment here for six months, and then um, we're probably going to end up staying here at least a year, possibly a year and a half, maybe even longer. Um, if it pans out like it's, if it works out like it's going right now, we think we'll probably stay um, definitely a year, possibly one and a half or two years. And then our next stop will be Bali. So is this a furnished place? Yeah, yep. It's how, really did, nice. how, did, how did you find it? Um, we um, had a, a realtor, a, a young woman, showing us around um, a whole bunch of apartments. And, <coughs> and our first, um, first few months, we actually lived in an apartment downtown uh, on Tranfu Street, which is uh, one of the busiest streets. And um, so we could get a feel uh, for downtown life. But our goal was always to move over to the beach side. So we, we just um, we moved a few miles over the bridge onto the peninsula um, near the beach. And it's certainly a lot quieter here. Can we ask you how much you're paying in rent? Yeah, of course. Uh, 850 bucks a month. And that is... Um, U.S. dollars? That, sorry? Is that U.S. dollars? That is. That's U.S. dollars. Okay. And that's... Um, uh, considered quite expensive here. Nice. Awesome. Sounds great. Uh, I was actually in Vietnam about 10 years ago. I spent a month uh, going all the way from the south, um, Ho Chi Minh up to the north, uh, overlanding it, um, you know, through uh, Hue and Da Chang and, uh, and uh, Sapa even, Halong Bay. So I love Vietnam. Uh, so I'm glad you're enjoying it. And I agree with you. I feel it's going to become an, uh, the next big digital nomad hub because uh, Thailand is uh, pretty much saturated with tourists, and uh, so is Bali. Um, so another affordable place in Southeast Asia seems to be Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia. And Vietnam really has a good infrastructure for something like a digital ne uh, nomad needs, like things you mentioned, like uh, cheap apartments, uh, good internet, food, uh, people that speak English, etc. Uh, Roy, I'm really interested in the backstory. Uh, we love to cover the origin stories. Uh, so now you're uh, basically teaching people, training people how to get the travel writing published. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit of your background of how you got into yourself and uh, over the last 20 plus years, how you've established yourself as a, um, you know, um, I think you've published over a thousand articles in magazines, newspapers, etc., which is remarkable. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, I've um, I, um, my main career is exercise science. Uh, I was a professor of exercise science at a technical college in Seattle for about 23 years. Um, and I trained personal trainers to work in um, local fitness clubs, health clubs around the Puget Sound area. Um, so <coughs> um, then in 2003, I think it was, my wife got a job in Singapore for three years and I went along, I took a leave of absence from my job um, and then we moved straight to Belgium after three years in Singapore for two and a half years. And so I'd been traveling pretty much for about five and a half six years. When I got back to my job at Lake Washington Technical College, I pretty much 
um, changed so much and wanted to do something that involved a lot of travel <clears throat> that um, I only lasted a couple of quarters um, at, back at my job. And it was a really good job, paid fine. Um, <clears throat> I had my own little empire. The students were great because they were all fitness, um, trainee fitness men and young men and women. So they were all healthy and um, had good attitudes. And, you know, they didn't sort of do drugs and stuff like that. So they were kind of hassle free. <clears throat> um, but I found my heart just wasn't in it. And so this was 2007 and um, <clears throat> talked it over with my wife and she said, and I had um, <clears throat> expressed some interest in being a travel writer while we were in, <clears throat> in Singapore and Belgium. So, um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, Look, if you want to get a, a drink of water, Roy, go ahead. Thank you. You're yeah. right back. And Scott and me can talk about our own writing. Uh, I've done a lot of writing on my blog. I have over a thousand blog posts, uh, but I have very few published. I have a, a I've been, um, you know, um, featured in a lot of different print media, but it's not always uh, writing myself. It's more about being interviewed uh, uh, on quite a lot of the Canadian mainstream media. So National Post, Global Mail, um, the province, the sun, etc. Uh, how about yourself, Scott? Have you got a lot of features in uh, uh, print? Actually, no, I don't. I've, uh, I've had a few things published as books, but I've never really. Actually, we're just telling our own background on writing, and we're talking about being published in something that's actually you hold and like it's made, it's on paper. And I did a trip down to Machu Picchu and. At the time, I stayed in a lodge that was about 30 miles away, and the, there was a dam on the creek in the valley, it was a small river, and they were going to put a second dam, and the way the second dam was going to work was they were going to put a hole through the mountain that was 30 miles long, and they were going to take 90% of the water out of this poor little valley and put it into another valley. The other valley didn't want the water, but this was the way they decided they were going to do it. And so so they had a lot of protests from the locals, and of course, they were always painted in the media as hooligans. In fact, they were just trying to get their, their perspectives across. So I happened to be there right in the middle of this, and uh, had this meeting, and they had 